Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to another episode of Intentional Icing. I promise one of these days we'll actually get a consistent show schedule going. I'm Kaylee, and we'll be joined by Alex here in just a minute. While we're waiting for him to get all connected, um, a primer for what we're going to be talking about today, um, which is the NHL trade deadline. That cut off at 3 p.m. Eastern time this afternoon, meaning it is the last day that teams can move players until the offseason. So, obviously, there is no shortage of things to talk about. Alex, you all connected? I'm here. Perfect. So, let's just dive right into it. Um, what was your favorite trade that got made before the deadline this afternoon? My favorite trade? Okay, well, I would say that, you know, you, you can look at it a few different ways. I think that the uh, my favorite trade was probably the uh, – the free Frankie movement that uh, got Frank Carano out of uh, Toronto uh, and sent him to Pittsburgh for uh, Eric Fair, Steve Alexi, and a fourth. Um, I, I, you know, it was kind of a it was kind of a goofy last minute trade that you sometimes see um, right before the deadline, and you know, and Pittsburgh is stocking up on defensive depth. I think he's a much better. Uh, Player than Alexine, I think he'll make a uh, a, a big impact. Yeah, I absolutely uh, excuse me, absolutely agree with that. That was going to be my answer as well. Um, I definitely think that we got rid of two players who weren't having a huge impact on the team. I mean, I really like Fair as a guy, and he definitely contributed a big part of our Stanley Cup run last season. But this year, he kind of been not living up to his $2 million paycheck. And so I think, yeah, like you said, the free Frankie movement, I think he's really going to want to prove himself in Pittsburgh now. And I'm looking forward to see what he can do with us. Definitely an upgrade on Alexi, though. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. I think he'll uh, – I think he provides a lot of good things. You know, I, I I thought he could be a good fit on the Bruins. Should they have chose to pick him up, they didn't. Um, I've been kind of on the anyone is better than Joe Morrow bandwagon, but, um, you know, I, I think, uh, I think he'll be really nice there. And, you know, already, um, the Pittsburgh is, you know, has gone after some, uh, some nice defensemen. I think they're, they've totally reset their, uh, defensive unit and they look a lot better to me. I agree. I admittedly have not paid much attention to Philadelphia, and that's on purpose. But I've heard good things about Mark Strait as well, and I'm definitely happy about that trade, given that the Flyers are paying like 5% of his contract and Tampa picked up 50% of it, even though he was only a bolt for like 20 minutes. So quite frankly, he could just go lay down in the center of the ice for a whole game for what we're paying him. I'd be okay with it. Yeah, I I thought it was kind of a, a, a very interesting deal. I because I didn't first of all I didn't see the the strike for Philpula uh deal happening at all. It sort of came out of left field. I thought Philpula was gonna stay, um I, I and possibly even be bought out, but 
uh, they they found a, a trade partner for him, and it was kind of a nice deal for um, for for Philly to to uh, they bring in a guy who can score, and make an impact in their playoff push. They get some picks too, and they clear out a, a kind of a messy deal with Strike, which kind of now spread between a few teams. So um, uh, yeah, I like the deal a lot. Did. I have my whole spreadsheet of trades right in front of me, and it's color-coded, so I should be able to see this. But did the Bruins make any other moves other than picking up Stafford? Uh, that was it. No, they 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 um they stayed pat. Otherwise, no, I I was a little a little disappointed, but I thought the value for Stafford for just a sixth-round pick was pretty solid. So I felt pretty good about that, and we didn't do anything that too drastic which would, I think would have been a mistake considering where we're at in our sort of a, in our, in our progression. Yeah. Speaking of drastic things, one of the big rumblings prior to the deadline was maybe Gabley and Descog going to Boston. And not only did that not happen, the Avs barely did anything, let alone moving him or Duchesne, which yeah, was kind of interesting, I, I think. I was a little surprised. You know, I figured someone like Feder Tootin would be on the move. Uh, they got rid of Aginla, but it was for, you know, something that is probably not likely to convey, so it's just more of a salary dump. Um, they they did an interesting deal with the Canadiens where they got Sven Andraghetto for Andres Martinson. Um, it's, it's interesting because they're two young guys with, with promise, but – you know, I'm not really sure why the move. I, I I'm not really sure why they wanted to do that. It's Andrew Ghetto I like, but it didn't seem like it's a a totally impactful trade on their end. I feel like Montreal was just looking to get bigger with Martinson, so which is what they did. Trust me, they 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 beefed up their uh their third and fourth lines with some big big guys. Oh, absolutely, that was definitely their plan, and then picking up. Steve Ott, too. I mean, he's not the biggest, but he plays like he is. Oh, yeah. So I mean, they, they got they're definitely everywhere. trying to add some grit. I mean, they, they're agitators now. They got, I mean, besides Brendan Gallagher, Steve Ott, Dwight King, they have, um, you know, Jordy Ben's a big guy. He's not really an agitator, but he's a big guy. Um, you know, Martinson, 6'3". They really – they made an effort on physicality. I think that was their main – you know their main purpose, and that's kind of that's kind of where um, they've been leaning these past few. I mean, you know, Shea Weber is a more physical guy than Subban in a lot of ways, and you know that they've made some deals that. I mean, they they add uh, Brandon Davidson for Dearnay. Dearnay, he's a little undersized, so he's 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 pesky, but he's not not quite as as big. And Davidson kind of brings more size to the defensive unit. I. It was really it was a clear message from Montreal. Even if there were some good ones, some bad moves, but uh, I think they really they stuck to their guns here. And so we'll see how they how they do it. I think they want to be able to kind of rough up some of these you know some of these top teams that the the Washington, Pittsburgh, and Columbus of the world. I think they want because they're probably going to get a crack at them. And I think they really want to try and you know, win the physical battles and give it to guys like Galchenyuk and Pacioretty to, you know, have them make the big impact. Even Brian Flynn, for that matter, you know, he'd get him out in transition, you know, Paul Byron, et cetera. 
Um, I think uh, I think they, they, they have a plan, and I don't know if it'll work, but they have a plan. Yeah, I think I agree with what you said. They definitely stuck to the game plan today, and I guess you obviously know his style of play better than I do, but with Julianne as coach, too, with the bringing in the big bad Bruins mindset up north a yeah. little bit, maybe? I, yeah, I think uh, I think that's part of it. Um, I think um, Mark Bergman has always sort of uh, admired that in coaches and admired that in Julianne. Um, so I think he, I think he kind of worked with him. And he, if you go back to Claude's days in Boston, he's, you know, he does like to play, you know, some undersized scrappy guys, but, you know, he still, size is a big deal. I mean, you know, we, we, so we have still some, have some of the biggest defensemen, you know, minus Tory Crew in the league. You know, Carlo's a big guy. Char is a huge guy, obviously. Adam McQuay is a big guy. You know, they, they they care about size still. So I think they're trying to bring that into Montreal. And we're going to see some pretty interesting matchups between those two teams. Pretty physical stuff. So it's sort of a throwback to uh, the old days of that rivalry, I think. Yeah, that'll definitely make for some good hockey. <laughs> Very entertaining, I'm sure. Now, another team up north that kind of made some interesting moves, I think, was Ottawa picking up Burroughs, getting rid of Lazar for Yoki Paka. I mean, Lazar yeah, obviously was... hurt I'll and be... not producing when he wasn't, but still, he was such a big part of their plan going forward just last season that it's kind of abrupt. I was a little confused by their deadline, to be honest. I didn't – I wasn't sure that – you know, I was not a big fan of the – even though Alex Burroughs can do a lot of good things – I I've done I did a lot of you know looking at Jonathan Dahl and the prospect they gave up and that kid can really play and I think Vancouver got a steal to get him for Burroughs for a guy who's probably a third line guy in Ottawa I don't see him being anything too much more I I like what he does but was it really worth it and that remains to be seen and then you know the I think they got good value for Lazar. I still am very high on Yoki Paka. I was, I was really um, pretty excited to see that Yoki Paka got traded to the Flames uh, last deadline for Chris Russell, um, but he just hasn't really worked out there. Maybe a change of scenery is best for him. I think he can still be uh, really helpful, and and Lazar will get his chance in Calgary for sure. He will. Uh, I think he fits what they want to do. I like that move for Calgary. Yeah, so you mentioned the Stars a minute ago. They also did some interesting stuff this deadline. Like you mentioned yes, with did. Jordy Ben, they're getting rid of – I mean, again, we have beaten this goalie horse into the ground over and over and over, but they have sold, like, half their defense. And that's not going to help anything. <laughs> like I, I completely agree. They've I, just I mean, conceded I, this season, I guess. And one of the things, you know, that I, I thought about that I haven't really thought about for a while is that, you know, in addition to them not being a really physical defense and them selling this stuff, they, they, they lost Val Nikushkin um, to the KHL. And I thought he was a really impactful player. I think they missed him a lot. Um, but, you know, despite the uh, despite some of the trades, I think they did pretty well in the uh, – 
Jordy Ben, Greg Pattern deal. Pattern's so young, and they get a good fourth-round pick for it. I thought that was pretty solid. Uh, the Oduya thing, I think they just wanted to give him a shot. You know, he's a, one of those guys who maybe has one or two years left in the league. I, I don't, I don't, uh, you know, I don't think it's, you know, it's too much of an impact either way. Um, and they take a flyer on Mark McNeil, who was a first-round pick not long ago and probably one of the guys that, you know, one of the few guys in Chicago that just hasn't panned out. So, and then, of course, the Korpikovsky deal to Columbus. I, I thought I thought they got a, a solid defensive prospect back, and and Heather and Jen, and he could he could make an impact. He he might not, but you know they they give some other guys a shot, and they got to get Patrick Nemeth, Essa Lindell, and um, and uh, Alexiak. That's the third one. Uh, <laughs> get them some time. You know, I think they can make an impact. So hopefully we'll see. I, I again though I I completely agree that you know they're not helping their goalie situation at all. <laughs> that's the thing. No. They're really not helping me. They're just kind of, I think, cleaning house with the older ones. And like you mentioned, all those young guys, plus Hetherington, um, Stephen Johns, who's up there already, they're going to come into their prime very soon. It's just won't be this season, probably. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. So who else did big things? Of course, the Shattenkirk trade. Everyone kind of saw that coming. But, I mean, still, it's interesting that it did pan out when so many of the other big rumors didn't really go anywhere. Yeah, I was surprised. I thought it would, you know, it was still a solid haul. But I thought they could have gotten a little more. I, you know, I think they were probably really high on Zach Sanford, the Blues were, to make that deal happen. Um, they haven't sent him back down to AHL. He's there. He's going to play. So they like him a lot. Um I thought I really thought it would have been more. I think I think uh some teams made a, a solid gamble not to do it. I think um I think the Rangers did okay with Brendan Smith, maybe a little bit too high of a price. Um and I thought the Penguins got good um good defensive help in this in this uh trade trade window. So I, I think I think it was a you know it eventually sort of settled down in people's minds a little bit, but I think there were some teams that did better, and I also think that they probably could have gotten a little bit more for Shattenkirk. But I think he's a much better player than people realize. Yeah, I did hear that they were really really keen on getting Zanford more than anything else, which I can understand. But I mean, he's been pretty good when he's been up with Washington. He adds a lot of size, but. I mean, for both Shattenkirk and Phoenix Copley, who's been really solid in Chicago for the Blues organization. I mean, Brad Malone was yeah. in there too as part of the return, but mm. still, that you're right; it does seem kind of unbalanced. Yeah, I, I liked I liked Copley a lot. I when I when he uh, got to come up for a game this year, I, I watched a lot of those highlights because I was interested to see how he would perform. And he seems to be really, you know really athletic and he seems to be able to move laterally really well. So I, 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 I'm, I think Washington is happy to have him back. Um, he could be a future, uh, you know, Grubauer replacement and then, you know, but we'll, 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 we'll cross that bridge when we get there. I think Copley uh, is a nice uh, get on top of Shattenkirk, but Shattenkirk's going to make Washington really, really good. Um, they're already good, but he's going to, 
he can help them, you know, push them over the top a little bit. And I think, you know, they need to do a little bit more in the playoffs this year because they've pretty much underperformed. I think, you know, they, they're going for it now. They got to, they got to, they got to do well. They're running out of chances to, to be apologists, you know. I mean, I'm fine with them collapsing every single year. I'm perfectly fine with that. <laughs> but. I mean, I guess if I were a Caps fan, if, then I'd be pleased with this. Objectively, objectively. <laughs> yeah, objectively. Yeah, I, it's, um, I think it's, uh, you know, it, it's a little bit unnerving if you're a Caps fan because you, you probably look at it going, you know, is this going to happen again? You know, is this really worth it to go all in on a player like this and, not have a certain guarantee of success, you know. So we'll, we'll we'll see. I think they can. I think he can really be helpful, but I I'm not gonna put money on it. That's let me just say that. Yeah, and then it'll be interesting to see if they can get him to resign at the end of the season. I still think the Rangers. Think, yeah, yeah. I feel like he's gonna head to New England more. So, mm-hmm. I mean, as a Penguin fan, I've seen plenty of seasons in the past couple of years with Shiro <laughs> as our GM when they would just get rental player after rental player, lose all of our picks, go out in the first round, and be all the world mm-hmm. for it. So, yeah, I don't know. I will, yeah, I mean, you know, they didn't do much else beyond that. That was their big move, and they were quiet after that. I thought they could have done. I, I thought they could have used a, a depth forward, um, someone kind of like what you know, kind of like a Drew Stafford or Lori Korpakowski or or even uh, or even Andreas Martinson. But I think that might not have worked as well. The latter, at least. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think they still should be in good shape. But you never know. Yeah, and then another big trade that everyone kind of saw coming, but the team was something of a surprise, was Ben Bishop to the Kings. Yes, that was an interesting one. I still don't really know how to feel about that. As an occasional bolster and as someone who hates the Kings. (laughs) It's just a really weird trade. I, You know, I look at it and I'm like, I mean, I get, I, I get why Tampa wants to move Ben Bishop. I totally get that, and I get why Los Angeles would want a better backup, someone to. But I don't really, I don't know why these two fit. It doesn't really feel like a. It just feels kind of forced. Like Bishop doesn't really come across as a backup goaltender, even though he, even though he's lost the job to Vasilevsky, he doesn't really come across as one. I, He'll be great insurance for, um, for uh, for Jonathan Quick, but um, you know, at the cost of you know a couple of picks, Eric Cernok and the red hot Pierre Boudai, who will probably play really well in Tampa. Still, I think he'll uh, he'll surprise some people and get a payday this off season. Keep that in mind. He might be back uh, as a as a backup, or he could get a uh, you know a look somewhere else, but. It just feels like a kind of a 
a little too pricey of a goalie rental when there are other goalies available. I mean, at the time, Neuvert hadn't signed that extension that he signed today. Um, and, you know, there's, there's still obviously Yaroslav Halak, who didn't end up moving. Um, I don't think Flurry would have been a good fit, but he was on the market. Um, you know, it's it was kind of it's kind of weird, but it's still. I think I think it'll. I think at the end of the day, I think it helps both teams still. It just was a. I didn't see that happening. Yeah, I mean, they said it was was the only only taker for Bishop, which kind of set the scene for the goalie market in general. Which I guess yeah, could explain why Halak, why Flurry are still with their team. Because no one wants yeah, to buy a goalie right now. Yeah, I, I plus you know it's it's kind of a weird market with the expansion draft coming up. A lot of these goalies are getting extensions, and you know so they can be exposed in the draft, and it's just it's just kind of a weird market. So I think you'll see a lot of goalie movement at the NHL draft, at the expansion draft, and beyond that, you know. Um, and then it'll sort of settle once again. But I guess this one was not the best uh, the best goalie trade deadline. Or if you were a goalie who didn't want to move, it was the best trade deadline. Alternatively, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of the expansion draft, Vegas has officially become the real team today. And so they can't sign any active players, but they can work with um, I think guys who aren't signed anywhere right now, college free agents, but I haven't heard any news coming from George McPhee as to whether or not he's actually made a move yet. That would be pretty immediate. If he did. Yeah, I can't imagine he's made a move yet, but, um, or I don't know if he's even close. I, I think he probably has put a lot of emphasis on college scouting right now and using the available money that he'll have to go out and get some of these available guys who can jump in and make it, who could ultimately be their top prospect before the expansion draft. So we'll see it happen. Um, I think, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of backdoor discussions too about, you know, we might take this player, maybe we can, you know, organize some sort of deal around this, blah, blah, blah. I think, I think you'll start to see that stuff kind of unfold in the coming months. But now it's a little early. But it's nice to see that we have uh, Vegas in here. I think that's great. Uh, hopefully they put together a competitive team, a uh, team that will be, you know, it's hard to, especially out here on the East Coast, it's hard to catch these West, uh, West Coast games a lot. But uh, hopefully they'll, they'll put together a nice product. Yeah, it would be nice to see the first pro sports team out there, especially hockey in the desert, doing so well. So yeah. I really do hope that isn't quite like the past 15 years of the Columbus Blue Jackets all over again. <laughs> Although, speaking of the Jackets, it was a good move for the team, but I am personally very bummed that they got rid of Dalton Prout. I mean, again, I, yeah. a good move for the team, but you know, I liked him. Whatever. All, all of the Columbus people I talked to, I mean, you know, they, they, they like Dalton Proud as a person, but they, I mean, you know, it's, it's a terrific move. I, 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 I can't believe that 
Yarmo Kekalina was able to pull something off like this. I figured New Jersey would want picks or a prospect or something, and they can give up a just a it's just a defenseman for a defenseman trade, one being better than the other. Clearly, in my opinion. So I I'm really surprised at that deal. I thought it was a great deal. Um, and then Korpakovsky should help. Um, kind of unclear how much playing time he's going to get, but. You know, should should help the bench, and he can he can score some uh, some dirty goals, and I, I you know he can he can make some things happen. So, all right, and he's played with Sam Gagne before too, so that should add some good chemistry down on the third or fourth line, wherever Torts has them at any given time. Who knows? Right. <laughs> well, were there any other big trades that you wanted to give some insight on? Or I guess lack thereof. Um, I think I think I want to you know quickly mention that the Vancouver Canucks did a quietly really good job at this deadline. They they you know they were able to move on from a few guys that really wouldn't be a part of their future, and they got Jonathan Dolan, they got Nikolai Goldobin, who is really talented. You know he's already you know he's played. Uh, I think it's 11 games up here. I might be wrong. Um, but he he can play, and they got a pick. And, you know, with all the with all the terrible stuff about the mumps, um, you know, they, they, managed to, they managed to really set themselves up pretty nicely. And, you know, Hanson gets his opportunity in San Jose, kind of like a – Kind of, kind of like some other moves in the past. And I think he'll, and he'll get, he'll be under contract for next year too. So, um, hopefully, he has a nice role there. And Burroughs signed a contract extension in Ottawa, um, so he'll be there for the next couple of years. Um, but I thought the Canucks did really well. So, you know, more, uh, more power to Jim Benning. The uh, he's, you know, he's not always the most popular person, but he, he, he did really well this go around. He really did. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm excited to see what Gold Open will do up there. I remember hearing your right, name I, off and on last season. It was almost always, oh, he's scoring again. Like, yeah, I mean, Sharks great, fans good for him until we see him in the playoffs. Yeah, Sharks fans adore him. They 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 were really upset. You know, I was I like to go through and you know kind of gauge the uh, gauge the opinions of people on on Twitter sometimes. Just a general. You know, do they like this? What do they think about the player? And Sharks fans were sort of, you know, they they got they they get why it happened, but they were like, oh no, we love him, we love Goldobin, he's the best, he's really popular. But uh, yeah, definitely some interesting moves. That might not necessarily things that people were thinking right off the bat, but you know, a lot of teams made themselves better at minimal cost. Yeah. I agree. More power to them. Yeah, I thought this was kind of an interesting deadline. Picks didn't seem to be worth as much as they were in the past. Um, and some guys netted some picks. I didn't think, you know, they would net. But, uh, you know, I liked, I liked a lot of these moves. I thought, I thought one of the best values was P.A. Parento to the Predators for a sixth-round pick. I think that's a terrific value um but you know and then obviously uh again love for almost nothing is always really helpful 
But I thought I thought it was a really exciting deadline day. You know, I, I live for these days. This is like my favorite time of the year. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see how some of these guys start to fit in with their team as they start to get to practice with them and get fit into their new system. Absolutely. I'm, I'm really liking what I see with our new guys in Pittsburgh already. Ron Hainsey knocked a Blackhawk over the bench. How about a new favorite player? Yeah, he gave Dennis Rasmussen a little uh, little ring of the bell there. <laughs> Anyone who can do that to a Blackhawk is my new best friend. So I am already happy with that pickup. Yeah. All right, well, we've pretty much covered all the non-AHL moves, honestly. So, <laughs> yeah, for the most part, yeah. Yeah. Like, I do every single deadline or, like, off-season. I have this nice color-coded spreadsheet of all the moves and contracts. And, like, I'm looking through it now, and I think we really did hit on nearly everyone, which that's kind of impressive for us. Yeah, I. it's always hard to keep track of this stuff, but, uh, you know, it's it was also uh, – it was all, I was also, you know, I was happy to do it too because it, it just, it's like, my, again, I already said it, but it's, uh, it's, it's really, really fun, and I, I know it, you get to see the future of teams unfold. You know, I know I've seen some pretty terrible trades on my end and some pretty nice trades. So, um, as a, as a Bruins fan, you know, so I thought this one was a success for the Bruins. I thought, I think the Penguins were successful. I think uh, Canucks were successful. Um, and I think uh, the Hurricanes did a good job clearing stuff and setting themselves up for the future as well. So, overall, a really fun deadline, I think. Yeah, absolutely agree. Well, so that's about it for us this week. Everyone, make sure to go check out Total Sports Live for, well, pretty much all of Alex's coverage about these again. I kept going in to write about them, and we would already done it all. So, exclusive <laughs> Alex coverage. And make sure to tune in next time, which will hopefully be next week, and I will not be sick for three weeks again. Yes, let's 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 avoid that. Everyone, everyone, stay healthy out there. No one get the mumps. No one get the mumps either. That's going around. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening. Have a good night. Have a good one.